Hello, legends. Welcome to today's show. Catching up with Cub, as always, is brought to you by Cub, the Club United Business, Australia's number one members club connecting our country's top entrepreneurs and business leaders. And today I catch up with Amal Wakim and Jade Spooner, the founders of Equolution. Equolution is a body transformation company that specializes in educating people on how to eat the foods they love and lose weight and have a healthier relationship with food and themselves. It's an incredible company and these two powerhouses have just been listed on the Forbes 30 Under 30. We discuss everything from how they transformed from a service-based business to a technology business, how their own body transformation story and experience in complex diets and dieting led to them creating a simple and scalable model to spread to the world uh, for the world's benefit. And we discuss the importance of cost-effective marketing or organic marketing. It's something they did brilliantly. It was a huge, huge reason for their fast success. I learned a lot. I hope you enjoy the show. So first, let's celebrate. Well, welcome to the show, I should probably say. Thank you for having having us. Good. My new friends, everybody. And they happen to be awesome because you just got onto the Forbes 30 under 30 list. Is that correct? We did. Yeah, yeah. we did. It it's was a really exciting milestone for me. It both was of us. an emotional day yesterday, yeah. that's for sure. Oh, was it just yesterday? It yeah, it was yeah. just yesterday it happened. And we didn't even get notified. No. Um someone slid into our DMs and said Congratulations Congrats. on making 30 yeah. under 30. And we're like, what? we hadn't received the email yet. So they hadn't sent an email to the honorees. They just published the article. So someone had read the article, messaged us and we were just like what? And then we Googled ourselves and then there we were on the Forbes list, which is awesome. That is yeah. absolutely it, awesome. And, it was and one that's it, the good type of DM. Yeah, yeah <laughs> it is. It is. That's, that's the, the one you open. One. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it was funny because when we first started business, we obviously had business milestones that meant you know, a little bit more than like a badge of honor type stuff. But then we had some little like in the background kind of things that were just a bit of a wank, but yeah. like, you know, just personal yeah. gratification type things. And that was one of well, them. Well, for any entrepreneur, like being mentioned in Forbes is like a huge milestone that I feel like every entrepreneur would try yeah, and like exciting. achieve. So it was huge. It was really it's exciting It's just such a us. powerful brand. And you know what I love about it too? And we can't do that like these days with businesses. But back in the day, you could name your business your last name. Like yeah. Forbes was just like someone's yeah. last name. Like, why can't I have a business just called Hakim? Yeah, you know, like, should definitely. You'd definitely have some pronunciation issues from from like you, yeah, your Aussie mates. Like, oh, let's Hakim. Yeah, we we struggle with those last names. <laughs> well, my last name's exactly the same as Amal's, just one letter different. Yeah, literally. Yeah, well, so Amal get the get, and Wackham. Amal gets Wackham. all sorts of variations. <laughs> yeah, Amal gets lots of variations. It's with my fun. first name as well, Amal Emil. Um, when we ordered Starbucks in America one time, they wrote Mammal on oh, her no, Starbucks. Oh, no, that happened to me at Berkshire Bakery like a month ago. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, that's a huge achievement. And do you guys happen to know the two women who own at Meshki? Yeah, we saw we that. We saw that they were in it as well. Yeah, they're good friends of mine. They're Cub members. And I was scrolling through Insta yesterday and I saw you guys all celebrating and then I saw them all celebrating. Like, yeah, yeah, no, props to them as well. They've built yeah. a really great business and I think like similarly – to us probably on a much bigger scale, they've got a um, just a brand name, like, you know, yeah. a community around it, mm. um, which was also like in our identity really important to us as well to have that, you know, community and that sense of like belonging when yeah, that's, we that's, affiliate with the brand. That's definitely true. You both have, both the brands have a big communi- community following. Yeah. And theirs is much better than us though. Oh, you'd be huger so, scale. I mean, I'm sure that, I'm sure that they're, they're, they've got an amazing community. I, I, I know them, I know both the girls quite well, but 
But um, actually, both the women quite well because I keep getting in trouble with that. I um, oh, do. You? Yeah, I keep getting comments like the oh, feminists, like yeah, I don't know. I'm just like oh, elevate anyway. women. <laughs> anyway, um, yeah, lost track of where I was, but. That community building around the mm. thing is awesome. But why don't you actually introduce your business? Because I failed to do that as of yet. Um, introduce us to what it is, what it does. Um, what I take from it is you uh, have enabled. Uh, is it primarily women? Primarily women. Yeah. That was unintentional, but it's just yeah. sort of seems it's that most people? women gravitate to weight dieting loss and dieting. And and so you've enabled people the ability to eat the foods they love. And lose weight at the same time. Correct. That's a good summary. I know. Props uh, to you. Yeah. That's how I you sold it well. to someone the other day. Yeah, I was like, no. that's the best business model in the world. Imagine going to all these people, all these women saying, hey, eat that donut but still lose weight. Yeah, yeah. well, that's the nutshell, I guess you could say. A little bit more, you know, extended to that is it's um, it's a science-based approach to nutrition. So what we do is we calculate the overall calories, protein, fats and carbs of each individual and then we tailor their nutrition to meet those intake goals. So whether that be through them self-selecting their own food choices and meeting those targets um, or following a customised nutrition plan, we give the best of both worlds in the service um, and it's an overall tailored coaching experience that's done in a mobile app. So we built the mobile app um, as, a, as a means of vehicling that. Eat what you want and lose weight. Yeah, exactly. 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 It literally sells itself. Yeah, and it's an 80-20 approach to nutrition as well. So the, the bigger picture is it's all about balance um, and it's sort of having your cake and eating it too. So it's just as much about whole foods and fueling your body with the with the nutrients that it requires but then also having like the fun stuff as well. We call that soul food. So your treats. Food soul and your food. soul. Yeah. yeah. Everyone's got a vice like wine, you know, chocolate, coffee, chocolate. Burgers, fries. <laughs> Yeah. Are they all your Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm listing I'm mine right now. <laughs> well, <laughs> Miles really <laughs> um, And tell us, what, what stage of – you're on the 30 under 30 now, which is a big deal. Uh, have you got a uh, – what's the team looking like? like uh, how uh, broad is your client base? Are they Australia-focused or where's the business at? Well, in terms of like the actual life cycle of it, we're in sort of like the scale-up phase at the moment, yeah. which um, it's it's – exciting in the sense that you're delving into like a whole new world but you're not a startup anymore so yeah. everything's on like a much bigger scale so once upon a time it was just Amal and I we were the, the two coaches behind it we were writing ma- our manual nutrition plans so we we're doing everything manually before we turned it into a mobile app and we now have sort of like 20 odd staff of nutrition coaches and whatnot so it's a it's a bit of a, a different ball game and in terms of strategy we've moved from a very manual business to a tech company yeah. so that's the means that we use to, to scale the business we turned it into a mobile app which made our lives a lot easier. and did you employ developers or have you got a company that does your development we contract our development so we have an agency who does all of our software our technology and our mm-hmm. product yeah amazing and uh, nutrition coaches so mm. primarily yep. the business is primarily the team is made up of nutrition coaches yeah it's still what i think what some people don't understand about the actual service because our i guess you could say our industry is so flooded with yeah. a lot of the same services it's a it's a bespoke nutrition program but it's um it's run by actual qualified nutritionists and dietitians that provide a service so it is service based it's not just you get a diet plan it's you get a diet plan in amongst other tools and um, things that accompany your your actual experience and then the whole coaching along the way as well. Yeah. So that's where a lot of people fall short. They'll start a diet and they'll be so enthused and they'll get their meal plan but they simply won't stick to it. They and need the accountability. Yeah, they need the accountability. They need sort of like someone cheering them on. They need to feel a part of something and I think that's the whole Equolution experience for them. It's be a part of the community, get the um, support and the guidance and the expertise by your coach and then also get a fun nutrition plan. And that's tailored to you too. And really what you've done is you've just kind of 
like it's nutrition plants, mm, yeah. right? Mm. You've just figured out and built a piece of technology that enables mass nutrition plans yeah. that yeah. are person that, that are personalized to each person. So you figured out a way to just do that in bulk, and then you've but still personal. Well, yeah, so while still maintaining. Makes it sound cheap and cheap. Yeah, it's, and that <laughs> but that was yeah. a little bit Scale acc- it. That was yeah. a little bit accidental. I was just going to say that we actually didn't start the business in the tech space. So we started the business manually and we were just servicing clients here and there, people that we met through um, word of mouth, friends, family. And then it just grew so quick that we had a conversation amongst ourselves where we were like, okay, how cool would it be if we had a mobile app that spat this out for us? And then off we went and we started um, developing our technology. Our minds kind of went into two places it was a little bit of like a novelty of like the people need this and yeah. then it was also like we need, we need this. this like Literally. this is very unpractical what we're doing at the moment so yeah it was a bit of meshing those two together that's so funny because yeah. we're we've got cubs actually going through the exact same thing but at the moment the scaling yeah well, we're issues, building yeah. we're building it like a, a platform version yeah. of the membership because what we do currently is just so manual we have to do a lot of the work yeah we want to give the members the power to do it themselves and we're building a platform to allow them to do that's that. cool so we, we kind of Going, we're actually behind you in terms of um, technology, in terms of uh, the tech, the <laughs> technology. Yeah. But yeah, do you technology. know what? That's not just you. That's our turf of Australia, yeah. right? So it took us actually getting on a plane and going to Silicon Valley to open our minds up to the tech space and how to best scale through technology. But at the time, Uber hadn't come to Australia yet. Yeah. Um, you know. T- I guess Twitter and Instagram and Facebook were all on the forefront of um, their evolution as well. Yeah. So it was it, uh, back in the in the the dark ages. It seems now tech was just sort of unspoke of in Australia. Wait, what year did you start? We we founded the company in 2015. We incorporated in 2016. So it's been about six years now. Yeah. Oh, you're the same age as me as Cub. Welcome. <laughs> wait, wait. What <laughs> month? What month in 2015? Oh, like July was no. We I think it oh, was no, December. November. It was yeah. December. That's, That's when, when we, we quit, quit our jobs at Google and took a one way ticket to yeah. America oh, and we were out. Incredible. And what's the model then? So are they paying um, a monthly subscription or yeah. paying an annual subscription? So we're um, subscription based. We have different options. So we've got weekly, two monthly, three monthly, and six monthly. And we actually previously um, did have our packages as upfront packages and then as we evolved and moved into the tech space, we had to, uh, um, I guess, like adapt to like what our competitors were offering. And as you know, like most mobile apps uh, offer subscription only, so we had to move into the subscription space. Okay, and and what's the price range for like – so what's someone paying for a – nutrition plan are there different types of yeah that's something well we have one service now and i think that was one thing that we adapted over time as well it was just there were so many different options and we found that there was a most popular and recommended one so we just narrowed down to that so we offer it's called the weekly intake and uh, meal plan service so basically it's you get your targets for your day so that's overall calories protein fats and carbs and then obviously access to the app to be able to self-select your own food and meet those targets and second to that you get a customized meal plan um as well on a weekly basis and you can add additional meal plan options weekly as you know to how much variety you'd like in the week and that's um 47 around 47 dollars a week but originally we were 75 weekly when 59 50 a week jade oh (laughs) 47 because we've got a 20 percent discount at the moment (laughs) we had an eight-week challenge promo um and we had a 20 percent discount but yeah yeah, 59 50 a week but it and then obviously (laughs) the longer time you join the less it it becomes on a weekly basis but we'll we'll 75 dollars weekly at one point yeah we reduced our prices and also imagine either having to study nutrition yourself to have the same ability to do that and like the time and cost of that 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 would take mostly time or imagine having a nutritionist and having to pay them 
to, yeah. to, to, to do a meal plan and to support you on that. 55 bucks a week is cheap. And for the yeah. customer, it's like the lifetime value as well. So it's you get the tools for life to be able to sustain this long term. So that's not only to keep your results, but also understand nutrition for the rest of your life. So you you get your body. You walk out of the experience and you know what your body needs for X, Y, Z goals. So I think the value in that is it's an investment rather than an expense. Yeah. And you, oh, 100%, I would agree. Mm. And you call it flexible dieting. Flexible dieting, yeah. yeah. I follow you. Because we're very ideas. flexible with the food choices, yeah. Okay. And yeah. and so the science behind it yeah. is that you can have 2,000 calories a day um, and we're going to show you which foods, like, for example, you might want a burger today, that's mm-hmm. fine, so long as you, and the burgers are And this is what you calories. do for the rest of your day. Yeah, but yeah. you're sure you can have the rest the of the day. The way I describe it is it's like – Tetris for nutrition. So it's like it's sort of like a little bit of a puzzle. It sounds quite complex, but once you once you get the knack of it, it's sort of second nature. It becomes second nature, but it's sort of like fitting everything together. So it's like you've got your set amount of protein, carbs and fats, and it's and you've also got those like those check boxes of of nutrition requirements, and then you just meet it with foods you love. And also like you know the client, like let's say I'm a member on it. Mm. Like I'd probably remember, okay, this thing is this many calories. Yeah, I, you do. When I have that, that's fine so long as I have this and this. And I, you yeah. kind of like they build their own pattern, I guess, wouldn't they? And you're very supported on the journey as well. So you can reach out to your nutrition coach at any time, ask questions. How do I track this? What what sources can I get protein from? And then you learn as you um, are on your journey with oh, us. Oh, wow. So it's not just the technology. You've also – and that's, so what, that's, that's the what the nutrition coaches are for. So you yeah. get access to a nutrition coach. I tried to get a job, like I was telling you before, at your guys' company. I was, <laughs> Meal uh, plan creator. <laughs> no, message me about my food I was cooking, which sucked anyway. But I was like, you know, I'm trying really hard. Are you guys looking for a chef I'm looking at for that job at Equolution. Yeah, I well, said it's quite competitive. Sorry. We've got some really Wait, good. Equolution? Equolation. Equolution. Did I say wrong? Equolution. Yeah. How did you come up with that? Oh, oh this story. This story. <laughs> you know what? In hindsight, it it was not a great idea because no one can pronounce it. No one can spell it. <laughs> Evidence. But it just got so sticky that we just we were forced to keep it. But yeah. essentially – the way we were going with it were, was we were in a spin class and we were sort of thinking revolution, equal, equal balance, balance, revolution of dieting. Yeah. And then we put course, equal yeah. We made our revolution. own word, yeah. And at the time we were like, oh, this yeah, is this is amazing. awesome. And then you look at we like We thought we'd cracked a code. So here we were being little Da Vinci's and next minute it was actually. <laughs> Most global brands are like one we syllable. We dug a hole for ourselves. We're three syllables. <laughs> no, so, well, I mean, yeah. you could argue it's a. A point of difference and it probably I, makes you easier to remember. I compare us to Adidas, like Adidas, Adidas. People say it differently but they know the brand. Yeah. So that's what matters most. Is 100%. Now, you just, need to get Kanye West. <laughs> now you just need to get Kanye West to release a line of food yeah. with you guys and you're all good. Yeah. Um, awesome. So that's where you are now. That's what the company's doing. Take us back. How did you actually get there? How do you guys even know each other? Where are you from? Well, we actually What's went to high school together. So. Went to primary school together. Yeah, so we've known each other for like 18. That doesn't count. 18, it does count. We've known each other for like 18 years. We actually spoke about this the other day. So um, Jade has her own podcast channel and What's she it called? So the featured me on. Just doing just it. Just doing it with Jade Spooner. What are, what are they doing? <laughs> Like just, just doing it. All things health, all things life and all things doing you. Okay. <laughs> um, and we were talking about how long we've known each other and it's been about 18 years that we've been each other in each other's lives. We only became friends post high school so we weren't exactly the best of friends during high school but we were always known as the two girls that were always on a diet. So we connected because of our dieting history and we would ask each other what flavor shake do you have today or what are you doing now and what diet are you on so we connected in high school because of that 
Yeah, we were like probably just a drop in the ocean in compared to what everyone else was doing at the time. Yeah. We were, no one else was dieting and they were probably partying and Amal and I were like, how, how much weight did you lose this week? Did you like the, the um, what was it, uh, biggest loser shakes? Yeah, did we you like very, chocolate flavour? We, we were very left of field. So yeah. then after, why were you guys so interested in that? Because we were both on like a health and fitness journey and yeah. I think we were, I think we realised we were a bit of a def, different kettle of fish when it came to that when we started competing afterwards. So Amal and I are quite extreme in our approach to most things, like we we won't give fifty percent, we'll give the full hunch. Yes, yeah, so I, like me. yeah, so I think that that also showed in our dieting experiences as well. So we were losing weight, and that was our primary focus. So even at high school, you know, so we just it, it was our, part of our makeup, I guess. And yeah. so that you really were Connected. experienced in the market, like you had yeah. tried the different yeah. diets. We, we've been tried. our clients, and yeah, I think that's we why were our we relate. first two clients. Yeah, it's why we relate so well to our clients because we've been in their shoes. And the thing with dieting is, and what a lot of people don't understand is it is a lo- it is a bit of a roller coaster. Yeah. You ride through a few phases and even at the end when you've achieved your weight loss goal, sometimes it can be the most empty feeling and, you know, you compare yourself to that old version of you but you're now a better version of you and you're at your goal but you don't realise you're at and your you goal. you want more. Yeah. It's kind of like mo- money. You're like, fuck. Yeah, <laughs> it's true. And, it, and the same with like success and business and whatnot. So similarly to our clients, we were able to like navigate them on an emotional basis through our coaching experience which sort of gave them that helping hand in like someone understands you so yeah we we were we were our first clients yeah and we both had different um journeys as well so I as while I was younger I was quite overweight whereas Jade had a very athletic build and we both had very different um relationships with food so we both came together and we learned from one another and Mm. we kept each other accountable and supported each other so when we started the business we had two different perspectives of what someone's journey could be like and it really helped because you can categorize your clients and there's predominantly two types people that want to lose weight people that want to change their body composition or or gain muscle for example and then you've also got people who are scared of food or people that are binge eaters and because we had experienced both of that each um it made it a lot easier to i guess relate to our clients and also again you 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 have full empathy towards your clients because i mean it's hard to believe you'd be overweight but you obviously like that's something you went through yeah and and you look great now. Thank you. Which, which I'm sure you look great then too. But <laughs> no, wait till you see some photos. You'll fall off your chair. <laughs> Will I really? <laughs> Did not. Well, look I mean, great. but that, but to my point. Thanks, Jay. Have, <laughs> to my point. You have full, no, both of us. You have full um, empathy towards your clients. You know yeah. what it feels like to not love the, the body you're in, or yeah. whatever you'd say, and. And you know, and and I'm sh- like you said, you tried all the different diets and, and fads, yeah. and and they're all like, yeah, just systems of means money. to an end. Yeah, really. But yeah. Like the companies that do them often, like they may not work. It's kind of like gym. Like, you know, these uh, types Prom- of gyms. It's, it's sort of like empty like promises. Fans. They market on people's vulnerability. Mm. So I think they take like a really um, emotional space. And yeah, they sell can, them the dream. They can quite, yeah, they can quite easily sway someone just through yeah. some persuasive marketing, which I think as well is sometimes a little bit ignorant of our space because yeah. it's not so much them trying to potentially rip people off, but there's a lot of miseducation and misinformation in the industry as well. So when people are preaching 1,200 calorie diets and things like that, it's not so much, you know, um, I guess uh, the the 
like the person themselves being neglectful or or whatnot. It's just sometimes a little bit of misinformation, miseducation. Yeah. And I think that's the, the barrier that we had to push through in getting into the space. Yeah, but, it's a, but the, the point is that it's a difficult landscape. It's it a jungle is, yeah. and you don't know where to go. You don't know yeah. what to do and there's all these different things. People telling you just eat meat. People telling you don't eat meat. I don't yeah. know what the fuck's going on anymore. I'm confused and you guys yeah. went through that. <laughs> so we, we took a very simple science and we made it easily digestible. We yeah. pretty much just said it's calories in versus calories out. You do need to consider your macronutrients, so your protein, fats and carbs, and you can enjoy the food that you love while still achieving results and we can help you do that. And it's just as simple as that. I love yeah. the word digestible, especially in what you guys do. Yeah. Right? Made yeah. it really digestible. It's true, you did. And, and it's nice on the palate. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> but yeah, I was trying to think of one. I was like, fuck. <laughs> but it's, it is. It's simple to understand. You made, yeah, it, it you made something complex easy and, and that's really the beauty of what you did. And the, yeah. the second thing is, is that – I mean, you mentioned, I, we haven't spoken too much about this, but you mentioned you guys were doing the nutrition plans yourself mm. at the start. Yeah. So yeah. so you had figured out, okay, how do we make it easy for people to understand? Yeah. But then you figured out, fuck, how do we make this scalable so we don't have to do this anymore? Well, the thing and is as so well. simple, then scale. And that's a really cool combination you guys did. Yeah, it is. The thing is as well, with the actual science of it, so when we first became educated on the science of nutrition, I mean, I would probably consider myself in a male like quite academic and the science really intrigued us. And yeah. it, there was a lot of complexities and even as to how we were taught and a lot of the people that were preaching at the time, I remember Lane Norton was someone that we really looked up to and he's he was like a PhD student at the time, I think, in America. And he was really vocal about the education and the science pieces and whatnot. And we were taking it all in and that was all well and good, but we were not the ordinary person. So the ordinary person that would sometimes just go straight over their head. And especially if you don't have a passion in the field as yeah. well, it's just not something that people take, you know, you know, willingly. It's, it's something that is like forceful to kind of understand. So for us, it was, it was just taking what was really complex and just spitting it out in a really simple way. And one one thing that really took us off the ground as a company was how we used to market the message. So I remember one day Amal said, uh, my family are eating dates and nuts and she's from a Lebanese background and that's- and My family they loves dates and nuts dates too. like, oh my God. They're going out of fashion, right? Literally. So they're downing these dates and handfuls of nuts and thinking- epitome of health yeah. when in actual fact- What's not healthy about dates and nuts? They're so calorie dense. They're, they're one of the most cal calorie dense snacks that you can turn yeah. to. One date is like, depending on the size, can be between 30 to 60 calories. Yeah, for one date. For one date. You can have a fun size Freddo for that much. <laughs> So that was something yeah. that we wanted to communicate as a message. We were like, okay, so you think you're having this, but it's actually the equivalent to this. So we started doing those comparisons. And my photos. parents like, why am I not losing weight? He's like, oh, you're eating a it's whole packet dates. of dates every night. And that was your marketing. So yeah, you'd that's be how like, we started. You'd be like, have a date or a burger. Your oh, choice. Okay, not that, that know, extreme. But, but, you, but you know what? That was one message that we always tried to convey as well. We were like, this is not a trade-off. This is an education yeah. piece. It's, it's as much saying that quality you, and quantity go hand exactly. in hand. Exactly. As and one like, is better from the other. You can the say no to having like 10 donuts, but you're okay to saying yes to three pina coladas. Like it doesn't make sense, but they're equivalent in calories. So how does that work? So we just educate. That's it. it yeah. It's like comparison education. Yeah. yeah. That's so cool. Uh, and so that obviously took off on social media it, because then everyone yeah. started. It went viral. I can eat it so, really. Yeah, yeah. yeah so slice of banana bread, Big Mac, um, no. ha handful of nuts, nine Tim Tams and all this stuff. Acai berry bowl is higher in calories than a bacon egg muffin and hash brown from McDonald's. No. Yeah. So that's that's what we sought to do. We weren't telling people one's better for you than the other. We, one's probably more nutrient dense than the other, but just understand calories. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. But, but, but that's the, the difference between the acai berry bowl and – the 
McMuffin is that the Siberia Bell probably has more nutrients. That's correct, yes. So there's a time and place for both in a diet exactly. and a diet should always be considered in the context of the whole day, not just one meal. Mm-hmm. So you can't just have one meal and say, oh, I'm the epitome of health or have one bad <laughs> meal and say, I've, I've screwed everything. Yeah. I nearly swore then. Um, I've You're screwed everything. Uh, oh, yes. can you? Yeah, yeah this podcast. <laughs> Thank fuck. This is, this, is the, <laughs> this is the road business podcast. Beauty, love it. Yeah, yeah so it's, Oh, here we go. She's going to say fuck every second word now. <laughs> yeah, so you've got to really consider the diet in the context of the entire day and I think yeah. that that is a mistake of a lot of dieters as well as they'll you know have one one salad and think they're you know they're soaring to their goals or they'll have one bad meal and think they've mucked everything up when yeah. in actual fact it's a periodic sort of the equation issue. it's calories in calories out periodic you basis. know who you guys should speak to we've got members at Cub named Lockie and Raf and they run a podcast maybe you know them the mind muscle project mm-hmm. um, I feel like I've heard of it yeah it's the biggest fitness podcast in the country. That's cool. You guys should definitely get on it because it's a massive, massive podcast. Love that. Uh, And they own a few gyms, the the young guys. Um, They own the CrossFit gyms, don't they? Yeah, and they just open a locker room in the city. It's like a high-end kind of gym. Um, uh, But you should go on their podcast because this would probably – because they – All right, guys, if you're listening – yeah, yeah, they Jade at equalition.com. Hit us up. <laughs> and they're really good dudes. And, and they've had an episode. You can listen to their episode on, on ours too. But, I love it. But um, what was I saying? Yeah, they came in to educate the team, to yeah. educate us. Because yeah. we do team training twice a week at one of their That's gyms. Cool. So the whole team goes and, and uh, exercises. But anyway, they came in to do diet training for us. And one thing that they, they showed us was like a diet is like uh, over – I don't know why I'm drawing this. feels like I'm in a meeting. But a diet's like over – a Overall. week's period, yeah, is, yeah, and like it's you're better off measuring your calories over the week. So if one day if you blow over, the next day taper you back, could, yeah, you could taper back, yeah. and, and so you should look at it. Overall, on a scientific basis, I do That's agree. That's correct. With that. We don't preach that it, as a company. I was just yeah. about to say that has merit in terms of like the actual overall science of calories in, calories out. Like that, that yeah. systematically works. However, for relationship of food, we preach of a, Very a more consistent, consistent approach, so that you don't binge and then under restrict, eat to make up for and it, restrict. and then you're in this cycle. We yeah. just say be consistent and hit your daily targets. Daily. And it, yeah, like small goals. You, yeah. You've kind of got like as a business would focus on small goals, weekly 100%. goals, daily goals. The, I feel like the issue with the Australian culture in terms of dieting is that there's a lack of awareness around calories. Whereas like in America, calories is at the forefront of everything. You look at packaging, restaurants, you know exactly what you're consuming. But here in our country, um, we you find that a lot Don't of the packaging is based on like low sugar, low gluten, low fat, rather than this contains this many calories. And so for us, it was um, easier for us to enter the market in this country because of it. We found the gap And here. do you know what as well? It's also a lot – and this is why tailored nutrition and, and a coaching experience plays a really fundamental yeah. role when you're starting a journey is it really comes down to the person as well. So some people start with varying relationships with food and that can stem from as early as childhood or it can be something that you've developed in later years just through insecurities and yo-yo dieting and whatnot. So it's really fundamental to understand the person. A method like that, for example, where you sort of um, revolve your week around calories in, calories out on a periodic basis can be great for someone that doesn't necessarily have a bad relationship yeah. with food but they might have just had one night where they just overkilled it and then yeah they've just they've just cooked it in the calorie department and they just want to tape it back the next day but for someone that doesn't have a good relationship with food that yeah. can begin a cycle that's really hard to pull out of so it's really important to understand the individual I think it's sort of like you know if you've got two athletes right and then one in their career has an injury and then they rehabilitate themselves they get physio and whatnot and then they go back into training they won't be as sound and 
and sturdy and strong in the athletic department as someone who's not had yeah. that injury, you know. So it's really important to consider context in but the diet. I think also degree. what you're describing is you've you guys have kind of cracked the, the easiest way for somebody to follow the system and, and lose weight. I think the, the, well, most the shortest universal. way. Yeah. Yeah, I think it's and the most that's universal. part of the genius. But getting back to the story of how you kind of got to the thirty under thirty. Yeah. Um so <laughs> yeah, you know what? Short story. Short story. We, we were, f- we, yes, we were overweight. We, we were, were not overweight. happy. We were not happy with the we way we were. became educated. We yeah. And then we experienced, the, experienced different diets, came up with the best one. We saw, we, when we came across flexible dieting, so when we, we became educated, we were restricted for so long prior to that. So we gave up bread, ice cream, cereal, all the foods that we loved. And so when we were finally able to eat that and lose weight or see results, we literally looked at each other and we said, we need to tell the world about this. Gold mine. <laughs> like we need to be the two people that spread this globally because we like people are so um, like miseducated in the nutrition space and in the dieting space. And if we have the answer, then we need to share it with everyone. Someone, I was talking to someone about our business journey not that long ago and they sort of just finished my sentence. They were like, you saw a gap in the market. But it wasn't looked like that from our perspective as a commodity. It was like it was never money driven. And as much as we were business women and business minded in that, you know, we'd had earlier businesses and, you know, we were very we were hustlers, right? We were hustlers. But it it was never for us, it was never like you shoot through a gap in the market. It was more so just like we benefited from this and we want now the world to benefit from this. So that's where, you know, that's where the drive came from. It wasn't sort of like, oh, this would be a great business. Wow, we've cracked the code. Yeah, you actually wanted to help people. We genuinely It was just an education piece. We were like, we need to share this with everyone. Yeah. Very nice very beautiful, very noble. One thing Cub (laughs) believes is the power of the entrepreneur and their ability to impact the world in a positive way and you guys are kind of like the best example of that. Yeah, I mean like we had we had both streams of mindset. I mean we we knew that there was a, a future in it if we did it right and we got it we got it correct in terms of, you know, the whole scheme of business, but there was a lot of passion. No, but it is an interesting conversation because I mean, I completely agree because you're probably not going to succeed and make cash in something that you're not really passionate about in the first That's place true. anyway. So you kind of need the passion to get the money, but you mm. need the money otherwise the passion you're not if you're not making money you're not helping anyone money is just like a a value like it's how much value you're giving to other people and how much they're willing to pay you for that value yeah exactly and you end up with money if you give lots of value to people you end up with lots of money and so the passion to help comes uh, in sync with with yeah with, it's a marriage money. yeah it definitely and is a yeah. yeah and then there's good business model and making yeah, sure yeah. that your costs are low you can optimize stuff, that yeah for sure i think passion is is is, is definitely the first thing like we talk about it a couple all the time. Our full-time job is basically making friends between business owners. Mm. You know, it's really nice. Uh, what nice. a beautiful thing to do. Make people mm. make people new friends and we do it for like the, who I think are the best, most important people who are the entrepreneurs and business owners, the people I understand and that I genuinely love. And while we'd love to do that for everyone, you know, as a business you have to be niche and restricted. Mm. Yeah. And that's, that's who we chose to do it for and it's a beautiful thing to do. Yeah. But, hey – we also need to keep doing it and do it for more people and therefore we need cash. So like it's not really – I don't think it's a one or the other conversation. Mm. I really think that it's – well, you need both. Yeah, they can go hand in hand for mm. sure. I think it's really important. And I think it's important to the entrepreneur as well. Like if you're in it for the long game, you something needs to spring you out of bed of a morning as well yeah. and money can only go a, a, a certain way. And, I mean, we experienced it in different stages of our business journey as well where we had times where we wanted more. You know, we we wanted our Sundays back. You know, yeah. there was a, a point where we were working seven days a week. We wanted our Sundays back. You know, I, I'm turning 29 next month. I've just started to, you know, toy with the idea of like – 
maybe kids are on the cards sometime soon. You know, there's different elements of life that are outside of the scope of work that your work needs to complement, not hinder. Yeah. So I think it's just it's, it's a holistic picture. Like you need to care as much for the entrepreneur as the entrepreneur's mission, I think. Yeah, yeah, I agree. I, I don't even look at it in – I think how you look and it's great because I don't look at it as like a work and a life thing. It's just kind of life. And right now in life, I just love to fucking work. Yeah. yeah. And when I get to the point where I want to have a family, maybe not me, but mm. like um, let's that say you, you want to get to the point where you want to have a family, you might say, okay, well, I, I've worked so hard. I've built this up. I can still run this thing. Yeah. yeah. And there is a leadership team in place and I can still have my well, family. That's the key. That that's time. the key, right? So I think your, your role changes and evolves over the years. So if I think about what we yeah, did 100%. day dot to get to where we are now, I think yeah. that had a very short lifespan. I think you can only burn the candle at both ends for so long. So it's about, <laughs> I guess, uh, building not only um, a process that best represents like a scalable business, but also best represents your ability to stay in that long term yeah, as well. Yeah, it's working smarter not harder really True. yeah and sometimes both yeah. yeah my old man says to me like well he actually said it to me yesterday he was like well because i was working late and he was like well you either do it when you're young or you do it when you're old but yeah. you gotta yeah. do it sometimes so you it's may true. as well fucking do it now yeah, yeah. it's true <laughs> fair enough yeah. very true <laughs> and and do you love do you do, do you has it been i was gonna ask do you love going to work were you every just day? about to say yeah. has it been easy <laughs> no i, I was gonna, gonna say, say has it been, been easy, easy working together oh. Oh. <laughs> no business is never easy that's yeah, that's a yeah. Bit, but doing business with a friend and a friend from school i kind of do something similar as well mm. but um how has that journey been what has been because you guys are obviously a great success story in terms of business partners business partners are also one of the most difficult things people can go oh, through yeah. mm. especially with two people yeah so um, I guess what are some of the things you guys, and whether they be um, acknowledged or whether they yeah. be just naturally it's happened, what are some of the keys keys to the success we, of it? We have nice a really natural partner. dynamic. We're yeah. very yin and yang. So Salt and pepper, literally. Yeah, so um, a mum. Black and you're literally wearing white. <laughs> yeah, literally, and blonde and yeah. um, and brunette. And it still ties into your brand. Yeah, it yeah. does, it does. We started very organically, right? It was just sort of like we did it together and we came into it just on a very complimentary basis and we were the yeah. best two people we believe for the job. And as the years went on, you know, the business grows and as do you, the, the problems and what was once, you know, your do or die issue becomes a drop in the ocean yeah. later down the track. And obviously it takes a toll on the relationship as well. We used to live together. So we were living together, yeah, we working together. together. We had dogs we had together. joint bank account. We were practically in a relationship. Yeah, and we did those really pivotal years of growth <laughs> together yeah. and, and very in each other's pockets, which which were was great, but there came a time where we had to kind of look at things a lot more practically and think like, you know, we can keep stressing this relationship or we can just give it the peace that it deserved. And that yeah. meant, you know, moving out from one another and then sometimes keeping things business related and separating it from the friendship. So it's taking Making different friends so that we didn't spend every second with each other. Yeah. And so we did a lot of it unconsciously at yeah. the start and it just worked for a certain period of time. And then as of, you know, recent, maybe the last like 12, 18 months, we've had to be more, we've had to have a bit more attention to detail and I think we probably could agree that we made a pretty like conscious decision in the last like I guess even couple of months that like you know we can either you know a relationship in a, a head of business kind of state can either make or break not Literally. only each other but the business itself yeah so we kind of for you know till death do us part we're just like nah we're in this together yeah so when you say we, we decided to take more attention to detail 
what it's what, just what little it's what. just little things as well you pick and choose your battles you can bicker about everything or you can just pick the f- the f- three flames of fire that you want to put out instead of trying to tackle them all at once okay. and just less stress on the relationship yeah. you know sometimes oh so you're literally meaning like, okay, this is not even worth us having a not, fight for. Not attention to detail in the business sense because I think you can never take your eye off your <laughs> own baby. But it's sort of just like it's in a really, relationship. Yeah, it's your yeah. relationship, yeah. you know, and and caring for it. And, you know, it's not it's not worth being down each other's throats all the time or having an argument about, you know, what colour banner you want on a marketing thing just it's because someone it. wants to win and the other person won't give in. It's that sort those sorts of things. It's just like And you're probably both pretty strong minded and like, Oh yeah. Passionate. We're both staunch, very dominant staunch, people. Staunch, staunch. Yeah. yeah. Brawls in the yeah. But we office. also both understand and acknowledge that we bring two different things to the business. So yeah. Jade's very brand, creative, marketing focused. I'm very back-end tech, product, um, strategy focused. So in that sense, like we know who is responsible for what and it helps a lot. And sometimes those things to, can clash as well. So yeah. Amal might say tech's <laughs> moving this way and it might be more financially you know, viable for us to do this and I'll be like, but the people want this. So sometimes <laughs> those ju- just our two roles were stressful working together sometimes yeah. because they can say different things and mm. it's, it's about making a decision. And then when you've got one that's operating from this end and then the other that's operating from this end, those two synergies sometimes have to just come together yeah. and work. And you obviously have a great relationship and you've obviously got a great team culture. Yeah. And – I know you worked at Google. Both yeah. Did both of you work at Google? Yeah, so I actually was working at Google before Jade and because we were best friends at the time, I referred her over to the job and she got a job at Google as well because we wanted to spend – A higher paid – We literally wanted to spend more no, time together. Just spewing. <laughs> I was – but I was not in a commission-based role. I wasn't a salesperson. Jade was a salesperson. I was comm-based and I used to make more money in comms than I did in my base salary. <laughs> literally. So hustle. I hustle. actually would imagine you being an excellent salesperson. And yeah, I loved you, it. She you, loves to talk. It helps a lot. And so um, Google's obviously famous for having one of the best culture or at least a good – it's supposed to be a good place to work. Yeah. Did you learn much about culture and did you take some of your learnings from Google into your business? Yeah. Or what what is the culture in your business and how do you kind of facilitate that and maintain that? it's definitely reflective it's, of our time yeah, at Google, I would it's, say. It's a fun and flexible culture um, but it's extremely productive and we push high performance but we're quite laid back. Like we don't have particular rules in place. Like you can come in active where, you know, we've got like an outdoor section. We um, stock up the kitchen with like heaps of food and like coffee Goodies. and we have lunchtime. Like we provide lunch every Friday for the team. Um, we're very collaborative, which is what Google was like as well. Um, but we don't stress on little things like coming in at 9 o'clock the dot or wearing like a suit and tie not that we have any males um but it, <laughs> yes we, we do we do we, we've he hasn't accepted the job yet um but we uh, just put out an offer to a cto so which is quite exciting for us it could we're gonna be grow our first our male, male. Yeah. Um, but we don't care about those little things what we do put an emphasis <laughs> on is ensuring that it's a high performing environment but it's still a fun and flexible environment as well it's awesome like we <laughs> sit out with the girls male team. Yeah. yeah well i mean i applied for to be a chef or whatever it was. But we we get a lot of. I didn't even get it. We get a lot of. We get a lot of questions though. Is it, is there a reason why it's all females and it's just naturally happened like that? But we'd love more diversity yeah, in our team. We would. So yeah, it's very exciting for us to think about what our team might look like down the track. Yeah. Good. Yeah. <laughs> Good. And so what did what's what's like what's the plan now? What's next? What are you guys? What are you guys focusing on? Are there? I mean, things might be secret, or maybe there's things you're 
you're planning on doing? Are you planning on expanding more? Yeah. Are you planning on growing the team? Scaling and growth definitely is on the cards for us. International expansion within the next 12 months is a big priority for us and that means shaping the product in order to do that. I so, was just about to yeah. say, yeah, sometimes like people aren't always the solution to your every issue. So it's not about like say growing the team and, and expanding on that and it's not necessarily the bigger the team, the more successful the company, it's the smarter the company, you yeah. know. So I think we want to make our product smarter and I think we want to really revise even our own leadership as well and just build our team to our satisfaction in terms of like having everything work like clockwork, yeah. you know. So we've really grown with the rapid growth of our business. So some things we've sort of been cornered into making a really impulse decision at the time because, you know, we were short-staffed or we, we needed to do this really quick or build a band-aid solution in the tech in the tech realm of things. So now it's more about us shaping things Slowing to what down is and being more strategic. works best for the company. Especially yeah. before, like I can definitely relate to that, before you expand, like grow, you need to kind of have all your operations in place. Yeah, you do. Your business model needs to be yeah. perfect. Technology, in your case, or in our case, our service offering needs to be yep. spot on and scalable. You know, you kind of just making everything squeaky clean. You know, yeah, yeah. And, and the team yeah. needs to be. That's in what we're place going through that, right now. Yeah, like we were right. an absolute yeah. dog's breakfast for a long time. You know, it was we just kind of like we just like got to get these clients chicken done. Shop, literally. Yeah, yeah. So <laughs> it's now just about refining things and and you know making it all mechanically work really pleasing. Well, and that's really hard yeah. to do, though. It's harder to do than than it sounds because like we've done that so many times, and then. We've got a culture of getting better. Like we, we try to improve every time we we have a season, like a networking season, uh, we improve things. But then all of a sudden all these operations you've made change. So you've got mm. to go back and change them. Yeah. And like you've almost got to accept that it's a live document. It's not a fixed. And you're learning as you go as well. Like yeah. you'll make mistakes and you'll face challenges but – it's just a lesson learned, really. I, I also say to a lot of people that are in the startup phase, just really lap it up and enjoy it. It seems it's you, you sort of experience, I guess, 99 problems in one day when you're a startup, but it's a really glory phase. Like yeah. it's a, and it's just, it's fun. Did, did you prefer, see, I hated the beginning. Because I we like having two we're, different we're yes. like we're <laughs> very we're very different. Jade, I feel like thrives in the the startup phase, and I feel like I thrive in the in the scale up phase. They require very different things. Like initially, marketing and branding is really, really, really important and fundamental when you're growing a brand. So and being she, able to do it cost effectively. Yeah, and well. doing it um, with a blank canvas, right? You're creating the brand how you want it to be, and then as you grow as a company, you need to start focusing on the financials <laughs> and the operations and all of those like See little ya. tedious things. Jade's like. <laughs> I'm out <laughs> and I'm like, I'm in. But, yeah, so we both thrive in different parts of the business, whereas I like the scale-up phase. Jade is much more of a start-up phase person. Do you know I what? just like having money to be able to do things. I'm I just like reading data and just being like, that's cool, let's do more of this because this is working or this is – Do you know yeah. I, hate, I hate having money because we even had a marketing – More money, more problems. We even had a we, we had a marketing True. meeting yesterday, <laughs> right, and I, you know, the strategy was was brilliant. We're looking down the barrel of like the next quarter and whatnot, and we're sort of talking about that. But a lot of my ideas come Organically. from the organic marketing, yeah, she's and I, start up I think mindset. sometimes adding money into the mix can sometimes yeah, make things so true. Big spiders work. No, that's you know? so true because then you yeah. don't act efficiently. You don't hustle as much either because yeah. like so in in um, what Jade was saying, we had our marketing manager say, okay, let's get some influencers and this is the budget we have for influencers and Jade's like, we've never had a budget Just for influencers. Just slide into the DMs. We've always been organic and she's like, but that doesn't work that's more. It. But Jade's like, 
just slide in their DMs. I like, literally, literally said that to her. I said, I said, no, we'll just we'll just slide in their DMs. We'll do a collaborative offer, you know, just try it, see if you like, if you want to chat about it on your story, chat about it because that's what worked for us initially. And so that's a very startup um, start mindset. Yeah. 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 Well, I mean, we do um, – we spent zero money on marketing until I think February this yeah, year. Yeah, we were it? exactly the same. Yeah, we had uh, – we did in the very start, like we – trying to figure out what the fuck's going on. Mm. But, but we spent no like money. When you put like $20 on Facebook ads, you're yeah, like, you, you're no, when, you do, now when you learn what a <laughs> yeah. Facebook ad is, yeah. you're like, oh, that's cool. Yeah. But but we basically use LinkedIn and referrals, which yeah. are both free yeah. kind of streams. Yeah. And that's to, the most to effective, the to be honest. Yeah. Um, there's a book called Hacking Growth and they talk about I bought that. scaling, you told me yeah, that. scaling oh. organically um, without having to every invest. time she mentions this book because – we, it comes up all the time. No, it's, that's another book that you're thinking about. This is another one. Oh, no, no, this one I've, I've recommended in, to a lot of people. Brie, our EA is in the background going, no, 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 Pretty it's much we hear about it. Hacking Growth talks about scaling your business organically so you don't need like huge amounts of money into marketing um, to be able to, t- to grow on like a global level. So they use the example of Dropbox and Hotmail, how they did like really small things that were effective, which was word of mouth and a referral program. So Hotmail had, I'm sending this um free email using hotmail.com. And so every email that got sent out, every person was exposed to that messaging um, and it was just a very effective, free, organic and, way of growing. And do you know what as well? When you sometimes pay for marketing, you can lose that human touch. Like yeah. we're running an eight-week challenge. At, yeah, we're running an eight-week challenge at the moment. And uh, part of something that our clients do for their own accountability is they create Instagram accounts that they post things about their journey on. So some people don't feel comfortable posting like before and afters on their their personal pages or things about their food or fitness and stuff like that. They so they create. So they connect um, with other equilutioners and they cool. create their own personal Instagram um, that just tracks their journey, right? Yeah. And it, it, um, individually or individually, individually, individually. So yeah. You'll, and they track their journey. And they, yeah, it's if like you search a fitness account. You'll see like thousands of, of accounts, accounts that will be like um, my. Equilution journey, or you know, like so many accounts for and just Equilution. Even on wow. that, yeah. So they yeah. tag the Equilution. <laughs> so cool. Yeah, it is cool. So they tag the Equilution main page, and so I see like a lot of the content and whatnot. And even yesterday, you know, I logged on, and because we're in the fresh early weeks of our our, our current eight week challenge, a lot of the content is really fresh. Everyone's excited, and they're all you know sort of getting amongst it. And there was girls getting behind the camera saying like, "I'm just so glad to be back on Equilution. You know, they keep me on track. I know I'm going to kill this one. I'm so after nice. that five thousand dollar grand prize and all that kind of stuff." And they're behind the camera. And when you reshare that, that is so much more powerful than, than paying, an influencer than standing up saying, "Say I've been using this, this diet, diet for four plan. weeks," and then next week they use the hashtag ad. Yeah, you know, yeah. hashtag oh, ad or sponsored. You I know, agree. it's just so much more. And tell powerful. me though, tell, walk us through. So yeah. the eight. Sorry. I was just going to say you need a balance of both. So like organic will only get you so far and then you also need to invest in marketing to um, get your brand, to create that brand awareness on mm. like a, a larger scale. Which because is like these people have now. like 200 followers but then the influencers have like 2 million yeah. followers. So, yeah, you need a balance of both. And walk me through. So the eight-week challenge is obviously it's probably both like um, actually businesses are relatively similar we have a community, they pay a subscription mm. and we have to keep them engaged. Yeah. yeah. And so I'm assuming that the A-Week Challenge is a way to engage your community yeah. but it's probably also a way to get people to sign back in or sign back up. Yeah, yeah it is. Sign it is. up to, to join the challenge. Both benefits, so. yeah. Yeah, there's definitely a sales element of as well but also just coming from the dieters' journey ourselves, we understand how – 
you know, how nice it is sometimes just to just to give a little bit more to so yourself. Like a periodic like, goal Yeah, as well. just a periodic goal. So you kind of look at an eight-week period of time and think, you know what, I'm just going to give it. I want to come out of this the best version of me that I can possibly come out of. And you can you often see that it will take effect on other areas of life as well. So someone might taper back on like the partying and the drinking and, you know, the, the extra treats and they might opt for something active on a Sunday rather than lounging around yeah. with a pack of Doritos in front of a movie. So it's a, it's a bit of a, a lifestyle haul, right? And we just love like facilitating that we think dieting is a great medicine for you know wanting to better your life and and we sort of you know give that pill to swallow yeah and if you were to say you sell something like what is the i guess the core thing you actually sell what's the feeling the emotion we sell self-development okay i would say i would say um a better relationship with food and yourself as well Self-development. Yes. That's a nice <laughs> yeah, way of saying it. she included food. Yeah, she, exactly. It is about food but once you really delve into the dieters' mindset, you find it's not just about food. Yeah, well, the, it's, it's the, actually about people. The food is, the food is the uh, uh, element It's your of relationship it, with yourself really at yeah, the end of the day. It's a people Because company. people punish themselves by binging. People um, punish themselves by restricting. People look in the mirror and then will be like, I want to eat more, I want to eat less. You're emotional, you eat. You're emotional, you don't eat. You're stressed you eat like it's really like a bettering your, your relationship with yourself really that foods leads a tool. to a good relationship with yeah. food food's a tool but you're the toolbox that's the way that's I cool yeah that's a good one <laughs> wow did you just make that up just then yeah i should have put that in the book <laughs> <laughs> don't worry you got another well, book gonna, coming so and we're going to talk about your books but book. um, just book. one yeah i was going to say no, Jay, you I was said, gonna say, have another one coming oh she's i'd love to she's starting yeah. she's already started writing it she started you writing probably it will have another one coming so we'll leave she will definitely have another one coming and what's the first one called? Let's just get into it now. I do not diet. I do not diet. I don't know why I just said it after you. Thanks, Amal. If there's anything that – your contribution to No, coming. my contribution to that book was really only the title. That's it. <laughs> well, I think it's a great title. Jade wrote the entire book. And people can get it everywhere or online. Do you know what yeah. Do you know what Bauer Media uses the, as the tagline as to where you can get it? Where all good books are sold. That's what they honestly use. I actually so, don't mind that. Yeah, I like it as yeah. well. Yeah, so Dimmick's Booktopia. Um, Target. Yeah. Big W. Yeah. That's awesome. That's yeah. huge. Is that at the airport? Oh, God, I don't oh, know. That'd be nice. Spot. The airport's the number one place. I'll buy If I don't buy on Amazon, I'll buy books at the airport. So when I'm flying back and forth you from Sydney bring Melbourne, your book, yeah. yeah, I'll just like I get bored and wait yeah, for a plane. True. I'll just go that's buy cool. a book. I buy mine on um, Booktopia. So do I. Yeah. yeah. Um, okay. So because we don't have much time, I wanted to hear about the biggest problems you had in growing the business. And I thought you were going to say in writing the book, I was going to say there was yeah. no issues. I loved it. <laughs> Did you actually like it? Heart and soul. I could have done it in my sleep. I loved it. Yeah. Really? She's a, no, she's a writer. She's it. a creative. She's like, she was born to be an author. Any writers out there will be like, yeah. I know Every feeling. word that you see attached to the brand, Jade has written. Literally. Oh, wow. That's yeah. super cool. Yeah. No, so the writing part. Yeah. The biggest problem of growing the business, technology. I would say, would be the tech. Yeah. yeah. I would have to agree. I would say technology and hiring as well. Um, technology for us has definitely been a challenge and is still a challenge today because we're both non technical founders. So moving into the tech space with no knowledge about technology, which is another language literally, um, is quite difficult because you don't know who to trust, what will work, um, what is like good code. Um, so for us, we. Where actually, is the code? Where is the code? <laughs> who owns the code? Yeah. Um, we actually failed twice um, at creating the technology that we have today um, and our third time was successful. So we started by hiring a team at Sydney Uni. So that was a 10K project and they came to our final meeting literally crying and saying, we can't do this. Like whatever you're trying to build is impossible. The second time um, was a an offshore team. So we had a team in Seattle who managed a team in India 
and that was about 200K. And we ran that project for about 12 months. And it, it like worked, but it was spitting out a meal plan that gave you like 20 grams of cereal and like two liters of milk. <laughs> so like the scaling was so off. And then we um, met the final development agency that we're with at the moment. Um, and they built the technology that we have. So our technology from like a user perspective might look so simple, but it's actually very complex. So we have a meal plan generator that can spit out a personalized meal plan based on like your dislikes. So avoiding your dislikes, including the foods you like, dietary requirements, your calories and your macros, um, and a number of things. And nutrition? Then nutrition. Imagine yeah. the algorithms go like- Our algorithm is insane, that. like yeah. is insane. And then we've got this huge database. So we've got 6,000 meals, which um, also include like vegan, vegetarian, gluten-free, lactose-free. Like you need to cater for everyone. Um, and then it pretty much uses our database, our algorithm, which changes weekly to spit out a personalized meal plan for this client. So there are so many factors and it's extremely complex, but we finally did it like, um, lots of money later. And many years later, we finally built the technology that we have yeah, today. I can understand. We built an app. Sorry. We've built two apps. We built one back in the day in cub, which we never even launched. Cause I couldn't even figure out. It's it, tough, we had a yeah. bad, we had a fight with the guy who did it. I feel then, like everyone fights with their development yeah, because agency. no one knows no, what's no going on and you don't know how, what they're doing, how they're doing it. You need to have the importance of having like that middleman has become so evident for us and it's the reason why we've decided to hire a CTO because even though we're three years into like having a tech product, it's still really difficult to understand. And it's someone on your team, on your side that, that has yeah. like that, that's looking out for you guys. Yeah, because yeah, then we did a second one which kind of worked. It's live currently. It helps members like not do very much. It was supposed to be a social media, but it just helps them book events and, and rooms yeah. in the clubhouses. But the new one we're launching now, which we used a member for, thank God, and it's launching in August, is like a full proper social media for business That's owners. Cool. And I'm praying to the Lord that that, that, that you works. Will, you will I've face challenges. Like you'll probably get the first version and want to throw your phone off the balcony. <laughs> but that's technology for you. You miss deadlines. Everything's slower than you expect. There's bugs. There's crashes. There's everything. And so it's important to have that expertise internally because when it's missing, which is what's happening with us right now, you face a lot of roadblocks and challenges and things run a lot slower than what they should. And you end up spending a lot more money than you should as well. And you know what else? You see like bugs in like – Uber and Facebook. Oh yeah, and like, like all these big companies have bugs. Have I you think ever used my fitness pal? You want no. I think oh. like proportion expectations as well. Yeah. Like I don't really have um I've got a far less understanding of technology than what Amal does. And for me, I just look at things and I'm like, can't they just fix that? Literally like, she'll that's be like, like me. I'm like, and I'm like guys. But you've got to have a bit of perspective. Jade will as well. be like, like, can we change the entire app in a day? And I'll be like, just a reskin, just a reskin, you know, just a reskin, facelift. Um, <laughs> but you also have to understand that the your platform will progress. So, like, I like to use the comparison of like Uber or My Fitness Pal. What you used five years ago is very different to what it is today. So, you will continue to develop. You can't expect yourself to have the most perfect and final version on day one. Um, so, you will experience those challenges with any tech product. Yeah, it's great advice. And we've kind of spoken about two books. You said hack, hacking growth, and yours was. Donut Diet? I'd, oh, I Donut Diet. That's my book. Yeah, yeah. No, but you may as well promote that one. Yeah, yeah. Your favourite. You've got to say it's your favourite book. Yeah. yeah I, I think know. it's Victoria's favourite book because she always reads it. She loves it. She loves it. Victoria's our marketing manager. She told me this morning, she's like, Jade, you know what? I really loved your she book. She said, I bought it before I even started here and I think it's one of the best nutrition books I've read. I said, that's all. Very Thank cool. you. Yeah. Thank you. <laughs> Super cool. Yeah. And okay, well then if we won't do books. We'll do your greatest lessons. If you could share one like the most important lesson you've learned in business 
what would that be? Maybe Jade, you go first because you like yeah. this team. <laughs> really? You reckon? Um, one of my greatest lessons I've learned in business is that uh, you are part of your business. You are not your business. Yeah. So I think it's just as important to have, you know, you know, Jade as a human as it is Jade as a businesswoman. At one point I didn't have the balance between the two. I didn't even know who I was. We were equation yeah, literally. I was equation. <laughs> I can relate to that. And yeah. I think for I think for sustainability purposes and your own mental health, because I mean if you're driving a dream and you're driving a vision, you're a very important part of that drive. Um you need to you need to care for yourself. You need yeah, to love yourself. Important. You need to know yourself and you need to be mental able to Yeah. And you need to sort of understand, I guess, how to do that job act because it's not all in one it's separate yeah. yeah and it's kind of like so would you say like jade works at equolution yeah jade, is jade found founder. yeah jade is the co-founder of equolution yeah. jade's not equolution you know jade likes Even, to exercise on the weekends live a healthy lifestyle yeah. hang out with her friends has a dog called sassy yeah <laughs> <Sorry>. thanks <Mom. laughs> <Lives in Kunji. laughs> sounds like a dating show and are there any tickets <laughs> um yeah and i mean at one point at one point i think because our <laughs> our work and our lives were all meshing together which had a time and place don't get me wrong i would never take that back it became really confusing like as a person because then you would go out and everyone be like oh, what was, you guys yeah. are doing is great and yeah. so tell me what you do and then you you know you get yeah. a few drinks later at a bar or something and people are going so I've tried to lose weight and uh, yeah. the thing with no, me is I'm sensitive yeah. to carbs yeah. and you just it's really hard All to you separate. talk about is your business yeah you just it just becomes you live and breathe your business yeah, everything yeah and that's where you can fall out of love with it as well so I think to in, engage in that enthusiasm and the passion and keep it alive, it's you've just got to pay attention to the things that fall outside yeah. of that. So for me personally, that was that was becoming familiar with who I am, what I love to do, uh, also valuing my relationship with Amal. So, you know, understanding when to like, you know, go out for dinner <laughs> as friends and not sort really of nice. like talk about just work all the time and bicker and stuff like that. Yeah. So it's just... I think that comes with maturity as it's well. It's balance. More con- balance conscious. in every aspect of your life. Work-life balance, um, dieting in terms of like nutrition balance, exercise balance because if you go too hard at something for too long, then you just start to become disconnected. Sorry, guys. My my advice is a bit Gandhi of me. I, don't think I didn't go down the strategy road. I went a bit Gandhi. No, I think, that's I think pretty, it's important. I think it's, yeah. I think it's important too. Yeah. I, it, yeah. I was going to say something but like – yeah, way over time. It'll just open up a whole yeah. other can of worms. Yeah, I know we could probably do. Yeah. We can be talking for five hours, especially yeah. if Jade's here. Um, so, <laughs> you, um, I reckon you've spoken more. No, and I you go on these little rants. You're like, oh yeah, Jade, Jade, could you get just? Yeah, I know. Do you notice when that happens? I just like she just stops and just let the spotlight down. I'm just like go for it. And what's your lesson? I, I would say that gut feelings uh, a guardian angel. So, like, never ignore your – Jane's laughing because she said <laughs> she gave me the guardian angel thing. Do you know thing. what? <laughs> I'm laughing. <laughs> no, because she asked me what my lesson is and I said it. And she's like, oh, that's good. And then she, like, adds these fancy words. And so, like, I thought I'd add it in. Um, <laughs> Did Jane write your No, your she – I gave day. her – the meaning like the message and she just made it sound a little bit more fancier um yeah so like never um neglect your intuition because your intuition always knows what's up um like strategy is definitely important you need to look at the number you need to look at the data but your gut instinct will always give you the answer as well awesome yeah girls thank you ladies Thank you so much for coming on the show. Women. Women. Yeah, but can you say that? Women. Oh, thank you so much. It's for like us saying thanks, boy. Yeah. Like, 
Uh, kind of cool, but I yeah. love that. That's swaggy. Thanks, boy. Thanks, boy. Thanks, boy. Oh, Jade's gonna end all her podcast now with ice. Thanks, Thanks boy. boy. <laughs> <laughs> no, thank you both so much for giving us thank your you time today. Us. And I mean, I learned a lot, and I'm sure the listeners do did too. And to the listeners, more information about how to, uh, I guess, reach out to to Jaden Amal to, I guess, get in contact with the business, their books, their book recommendations, quote everything. Go to cup.club forward slash podcast, and you'll find it all there. Ladies, thank you so much. Thanks for having us. Thanks, boy. (laughs) Thanks, boy. (laughs) See ya. Hope you enjoyed the show.